Welcome to another night of Warrior Reads. As always, make sure that you've handled anything before bed, that the room is dark, and that you're in a comfortable position. Remember, as you're listening, if you get excited by a story or interested, don't worry about it. Now is not the time for your mind to be racing. Now is the time for your mind to be resting. As always, we'll have copies of the recordings available on our website, as well as even the ability to order it should you want to in the morning. Now is the time for your reward for a good day lived or a reminder to be a warrior tomorrow. I'll give you about five seconds to clear your head and then we'll begin. Welcome, warriors. Tonight, our selection is from Where the Wild Things Are by Maurice Sendak. Tonight we'll be going through an iconic kids book that broke all the rules of its time and acknowledged and validated the struggles of young warriors everywhere. It's a story that reminds us to face our challenges, our frustration, our fear, and ultimately our shadows and anything else that would otherwise hold us back. It's a fun story that acknowledges that we all have a beast within us, and a kid that recognizes his responsibility to himself and his family to make a positive change. So why are we going through a kid's picture book? The author, Maurice Sendak, said, I do not believe that I have ever written a children's book. I don't know how to write a children's book. Sendek says that he writes for the frightened and angry child in all of us, himself included. You live with a psychotic, ancient self rumbling and bubbling about in your belly. That's what it's like. You live with your child self. You have no choice. He's in there, lurking. Too often, we're told to behave and conform, to do what we're told, act civilized, and shut up and pretend that we aren't upset, and to toe the line. And as warriors, we do. We do the work and take the responsibility. But that doesn't mean that our anger and our desire for freedom just goes away. Our need to rage against the setting sun and conquer our enemies and win glory and honor doesn't just dissipate with the wind once you get into the rhythm of being a functioning adult. And by pretending like we are civilized and that we weren't designed to hunt, fight, win battles and glory and be a hero doesn't mean that those needs go away. But to be a transcendental warrior who can integrate the primal with the divine, the beast with the man, to be a warrior that knows thyself is the ultimate aim. And where the wild things are has impressed on kids the inspiration to do just that for decades. As always, you can read this book at any time in the future, and it's worth the read. But as you let go of the day and its struggles, 
and prepare for well-deserved rest. You may wish to reflect on our little hero's journey and how it applies and relates to your adventures through your life. Maybe you've had moments where you just need to let it out. Maybe you found that escaping into the fantasies of porn or drugs or video games or social media don't fully satisfy you like winning the battles with real meaning behind them. So feel the freedom to let loose and acknowledge your inner wild thing. And let's dive into the world of a new warrior's imagination as he discovers himself and what's really important. So relax and enjoy. It's getting pretty late at home, and instead of getting to bed, little Max is wearing his wolf suit and causing quite a ruckus. He makes ropes from his laundry, nails them to the wall, builds tents out of his bed sheets, undoubtedly without consulting his mom, and he chases the dog around with a fork and just overall making a big mess. Max's mom isn't quite sure what to do with him. She's got adulting to do, and little Max isn't making things easy for her. So Max's mom tells him that he needs to chill out. She calls him a wild thing. When Max sasses his mom back and threatens to eat her up, she stops playing nice tells Max that he's got to go to his room and get to bed right now without any dinner. Max storms up to his room, pissed off because he just got put in his place. Once he gets a look around, he realizes that a bunch of trees start growing in his room, and it turns into a full-on forest with vines hanging from the ceiling. He hears birds and animals howl. The moon appears overhead. The walls disappear, and he hears the roar of the ocean waves. Noticing that there happens to be a boat readily available, Max hops on and sets sail for nearly a year until finally, Max approaches an island where a bunch of giant, weird-looking beasts called wild things live. When these big-headed, horned, goofy monster things see Max approaching, they wig out and try to scare him off with roars and intimidating gestures. They roar their terrible roars and gnash their terrible teeth and roll their terrible eyes and show their terrible claws. But Max happens to be one tough kid. He doesn't back down and just stands there waiting for them to get over themselves until Max gets tired of waiting, shouts back at them, be still, and then he stares them down just to show them who's boss. Never having seen someone as commanding as Max, the wild things decide to slow their roll, 
they're shocked by his force of will. And after seeing just how real he is, the goofy-looking furry Muppet monsters decide to crown him king. Because Max is the wildest wild thing of them all. So, to celebrate his new status, Max throws a party. He shouts, let the wild rumpus start. So Max and his new wild thing pals hop around and dance, cause all kinds of mischief and howl at the moon. They get totally crazy and consumed by the energy in a war dance that rages all night long. And they have an awesome time when out of nowhere, Max hollers, now stop. And with that, all the wild things stop their rumpus and racket. And Max sends all of the wild things to bed with no supper. All the monsters sleep calmly around him. And even though little Max is rocking a crown, and is the all-powerful leader of a formidable force of beastly buddies, Max realizes that he's lonely. He just wants to be where someone loves him best of all. Basically, he misses his mom. From all the way across the world, Max smells something delicious. And he gets the munchies. So he decides to head out. It's time to leave his rumpus rage behind him and set sail. So Max gave up his crown and gave up being king of where the wild things are. But the wild things cried, Oh, please don't go. We'll eat you up. We love you so. And Max said, No. So the wild things roar their terrible roars and gnash their terrible teeth and roll their terrible eyes and show their terrible claws. But Max says, nah, too late, and steps into his private boat and waves goodbye. And so he sails back over a year and in and out of weeks and through a day and into the night of his very own room. Tired, hungry, and with a new understanding of himself, Max is happy to be home and walks down the stairs of his mom's house. And there, at the kitchen table, he finds his supper waiting for him. And best of all, it's still hot. So where the wild things are was the kid's book that broke all the rules back in the day. Most kid's books just showed kids doing kid stuff and playing and having very safe adventures. But where the wild things are was different. It explored the dark stuff that goes on inside the minds of little kids. It validated the shadow, the anger, the struggle with the nonsense that adults pretend is important every day. And parents and librarians 
didn't really like that. So they didn't make any efforts to expose the book to kids. But it just kept flying off the shelves and was the most picked book for two years until it was finally recognized for what it was. A story that validated the real raw human feelings that pulsed through everyone and especially in kids. Life is tough. Even when you're a kid, you gotta deal with raw emotion and as pretty much every psychologist will tell you, most of our problems stem from childhood trauma or impressions we received when our brains were still new. The faraway land of where the wild things are represents the psychology of a young warrior dealing with a truckload of mixed emotions. This land was a place where Max can have a chance to recognize all his confusion and anger and work through it and understand what's really important in his life. At first, Max is all about it and pumped to go nuts with the wild things because with them, he can live out his beastly side, his impulses, his anger, all without having his nagging mom always trying to control him or shoot him down. But when he gets wild and crazy at the rumpus, he recognizes that even partying it up and going all out isn't going to make him happy. So when he kills the party by screaming, now stop, he's showing that he has more control of his anger and more control over himself. It's his first step in taking responsibility, becoming a warrior with a purpose, instead of remaining just a crazy kid with misplaced emotions. He recognizes that his feelings matter. They have their place, but there's more to life than just getting wild. And at the end, Max recognizes that his mom isn't just trying to control him just to be an overbearing jerk, but she really cares about him. The hot food on the table shows that no matter how much he acts like a little shit, he will always have the love of his mom, his home, and his real tribe. And so, the warrior returns from his adventure to what is really important, the things that he really values, a loving home with warm food on the table in a place where he is loved most. And that's what you fight for every day, the home of peace that you build within yourself, the tribe you fight to protect, the place of love within you, around you, and those closest to you that you build through your actions and honor with your commitment. The world is a wondrous and beautiful place for a strong, courageous warrior of honor. But that doesn't mean that it can't be totally messed up and dangerous sometimes. Real tragedy can happen, and that goes for kids too. But instead of just sweeping it under the rug, kids can use their imagination 
to beast through all the loneliness, isolation, sorrow, fear, and rage that comes with being human. Just as the author says, there are games children just conjure up to combat an awful fact of childhood. The fact of their vulnerability to fear, anger, hate, frustration, all emotions. Through fantasy, Max, the hero of my book, discharges his anger against his mother and returns to the real world, sleepy, hungry, and at peace with himself. You are a warrior, and sometimes half the battle is being willing to confront your problems head on in the first place and face your issues. And if you've built up the habit of escaping into fantasy to avoid your problems, it can be difficult to know yourself enough to even identify what your problems are in the first place. Maybe it's an anger issue, or someone at work playing politics, or real financial problems or health issues, negative self-talk that exists only out of habit. These are the real problems that we face every day. Max had to come to terms with himself. Initially, Max is angry, so angry that he doesn't want to deal with how angry he is. He uses his awesome imagination to escape the situation altogether, which is something that even adults do. But Max comes back to the real world and faces his issues head on like a warrior. And he comes to an understanding that he doesn't need this fantasy world anymore. He realizes that his anger is misplaced or disproportionate. And when he returns, he finds that his mom felt the same way. When you're struggling with something, sometimes it grows and grows like a forest around you until all you see is your struggle and your anger, your sorrow. Your emotion could consume you and fill the pages of your book to the point where the words disappear and the pages are too small to contain the raw emotion that surges through you. And that's totally understandable. Only you know the full details, the painful, tumultuous trials and battles that you've passed through. And many of them aren't just or fair, and maybe even downright traumatizing. And your anger and sorrow isn't wrong for wanting to explode or isolate or drown in despair. You feel the way you do for a good reason. Your inner beast, your inner wild thing, understands this. And that's just the start of your evolution as a warrior and as a hero of your own story. Your higher self, the future you that's always kept a watchful eye on you, remembering celebrating who you are in your best moments comes into contact with your inner child. You finally meet and merge and join forces with the beast. And as one powerhouse of wisdom, action, and passion, 
you rise like the warrior you were destined to be and conquer your enemies and return home where you are loved most. Because you know yourself and understand even the parts of you that try to remain hidden. Because you are the king of the wild things. You are the little kid that just wants to have fun and be where you are loved most. And you are the warrior ascending to greatness.